Hey, what's up, guys? Finally back with a brand new episode of Drew Unscripted. I know I haven't posted, well, I haven't recorded a podcast in, it seems like, forever. In about a week, almost two, I have not come on here and recorded an episode. I've missed two Dynamite uh, and two SmackDown reviews and a Monday Night Raw review. It's just been real crazy, man, with all the stuff that's going on, um, all the stuff that we've all been dealing with, all the stuff that we've been witnessing and all that and stuff like that. But I wanted to come on here and stuff like that. And I've also I've also been using these past two weeks to think about ways to kind of change up the show a little bit, kind of give the show a little more of a better meaning and stuff like that. Um, not to say that I thought I wasn't doing a good job before. I just want to think of a way to be more, to be a little bit more, like, better. As a, even though I am still a, I'm, I'm still a beginner. I've only been doing this podcast for a couple months now, but it's been an amazing experience because I've always wanted to do one of these. Like I've always wanted to become a podcaster. So now that I've gotten the opportunity to do so, it's always it's always been. It's been fun. It's always been fun the past couple months I've done it. And you guys know me. This is a strictly wrestling uh, podcast, but it's mainly also just about other things. Like, it's not just about wrestling. It's mainly about everything else. And I will be getting into this um, current situation that a lot of people are in with, you know, obviously racism and the crazy riots and stuff like that because I haven't really... I haven't really known, been, I haven't really known, I haven't really, how can I say this? I haven't really thought of like what to say about all this just because it's so crazy. And I want to kick things off with that. I also want to give my my predictions for NXT take, TakeOver In Your House, which will be taking place tomorrow. And I will be uh, recapping this week's Dynamite, last week's Dynamite, this week's SmackDown, last week's SmackDown. And stuff like that. And also this this week's Raw that took place. And also give like a small little bit of predictions for NXT TakeOver in your house. Which I'm very excited for like I said. But I want to start off the video guys talking about you know just the current situation involving the murder of George Floyd. The riots that are going on and just racism in general. First off guys it's it's a sensitive topic to talk about. Um... You know, obviously racism is just very, it's a very, very messed up thing. And I think we all know that it's very disgusting. I can't believe people are still, you know, dealing with racism. I can't believe there are still people that are racist to other people. Like, it's just, it's really fucking upsetting and sad. And, you know, we all have to, you know, not everybody can get along, but we all have to at least respect each other. You know, we're all on this earth together. We're all, you know, we're all our own person and you have to accept people the way that you want to be accepted. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Don't treat anybody any differently, even if they treat you different. You know, give everybody a chance either to get to know them or just show everybody respect, man. It doesn't matter the color of anyone's skin. We're all human beings. We're all either going to be really nice people or we're going to be really bad people but you got to be nice you got to be nice treat everybody with respect be nice to everyone be a great human being be humble and never hurt anyone that's just all i can say it's just it's really really upsetting 
to see all that stuff going on. And now that I'm getting older, I'm, I'm 24 now, and I've never seen anything like this at all. I've always known about racism, and I've always known that it's very wrong, and it's very, you know, it's very unfortunate that so many people have to suffer from this. So many people are still living in that race. They're still racist. It's just, it's very unfortunate. It's just very, very upsetting. And I personally cannot stand it. I just cannot believe people are like that. It's fucked up, man. And I know, unfortunately, it's one of those things that may never change anytime soon. It really should because it's really just, it's so disgusting. And it's a problem that we all have to work on and we all have to be better. You know, you could be the nicest person in the world, but every day you still have to change and, and you know, learn and stuff like that, you know. Uh, as for what happened to Mr. George Floyd, um, I want to publicly um, share my condolences with his family, send my prayers to his family, and stuff like that. I obviously didn't know him. Um, I know a lot of us probably didn't, but what happened to him was just a horrible, horrible tragedy that should never happen. No matter who the person is, it should never happen. No matter the color of your skin, it should never, ever happen. And the cops, the cop that did this to him is a piece of shit. He's a murderer. And I hope that he rots in a jail cell for the rest of his life. I hope he loses. And he already has. He's be, he's lost all credibility as a cop. And I just hope that, you know, the family of George Floyd, you know, I hope they find peace. It'll take a while because this is obviously a fresh wound. This is obviously a tough tragedy for them. And again, I don't know George Floyd, but I do know he didn't deserve what happened to him. You know, he did not deserve that at all. Nobody deserves that shit. No one. And everybody out there that is supporting, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, you know, it's a good way to be. Support, man. Support, support, support your own personal way. Support whomever you can, man. And we just need to make sure that we stick together so we can show that we will not stand for this shit anymore. And once again, you know, prayers to the family and prayers to everybody that was his friend, everybody that met him, everybody that knew him, just prayers to them. And obviously, you know, Mr. George Floyd is in a better place. Heaven gained another angel. And I hope his family can get through this eventually and just make it. And I know they will again, you know, God will bless them. I'm pretty sure he will. I know he will. And as for the riots, guys, um, you know, I'm not someone that would riot personally. I mean, I respect it. I understand exactly why people are doing it. And it's, it's good to stand up and be heard. It's one of our rights. We all know that. But when all those crazy stuff was happening, when they were setting police cars on fire and they were looting and they were robbing buildings, that I'm totally against. I don't care for that. I think that's totally horrible. I think, you know, okay, you want to you want to riot? That's good. You know, it's good to it's good to stand up and be heard. But ultimately, causing harm to other people, to actual good cops out there, and I know to some people, then you know, they're probably like, oh, there's not many. There are. Trust me, there are. There's good and there's bad. Sometimes it doesn't seem that way. Sometimes you're so, like, infuriated by cops or somebody in a uniform that are wearing a badge and you're just like, 
you know, they're horrible. That's not the case, guys, at all. You know, stop looting. You know, don't rob places. Don't cause harm to anyone. If you're going to go downtown, you know, do it. If you're going to protest, be smart. You know, don't hurt anyone else. Don't stop businesses from running. Don't take food off of people's, you know, plates. And people are just trying to get to their jobs. As it is, we're dealing with the pandemic. That's tough on us enough. And unfortunately, you know, a tragedy took place. But, you know, and people are losing their minds. And obviously looting, that's even worse. You know, I'm just, I'm not for that. You know, I'm all, I understand you have to stand up and be heard and that's how we stick together. But when it comes to, you know, robbing places and causing physical harm to other people, attacking cops, it's like, dude, don't attack anyone. You know, if you're going to protest and be heard, do that, but do it smart. You know, that's all I have to say is just do it smart. You know, because this thing has gone a little too far, you know, just my opinion. You know, this is an opinion show, you know, it gets to a point where this isn't about George Floyd anymore. This is about people actually going crazy and causing havoc to a city, causing havoc to businesses and other lives, you know, respect Mr. George Floyd, but don't become, you know, someone that's trying to harm other people, you know. Even the brother of Mr. George Floyd even said, this, is, this isn't going to bring my brother back. So obviously, he doesn't want to see this happen. I'm sure he appreciates all the love and support, of course. But he doesn't want to see anybody, you know, attack anyone. You know, this is the shit that we're trying to avoid. We don't want no riots, you know. Protesting, yes, but riots, no. Like, like physical riots that are causing fires and all that. No, man, that's completely just... You got to find a better way. And I've seen several videos where people are actually saying, we want to protest, but we want to find a better way. And I'm all for that. Yes, you got to find a better way. There's a, there's a better way to protest and there's a better way to be hurt. And hurting businesses and attacking people and attacking police officers that are actually good, that's just, that's not the way, man. That is not the way. The cop that killed mr george floyd and all the cops out there that are racist and all the cops that abuse their authority guess what they lose all their credibility but people attacking cops that are actually good that you know i can't stand for that i just can't you know so if you're gonna protest guys be safe be smart and you know what god bless you guys because sometimes it could be hard it could be tough and for those that are that are trying to fight cops in the National Guard, be safe, man. You know, just be safe, guys. Please be safe. And everybody that's donated to George to George Floyd and all that stuff, you know, God bless you guys. You know, I'm sure he's looking down, you know. I'm sure his family, I sure I'm sure they appreciate it. And, you know, that's a very beautiful thing, you know, helping him out, helping the family out. That's a very beautiful thing. And his memory. That's just that's a very, very you know, noble, noble and beautiful thing. And, you know, God bless all the people that are doing that. All right, guys. So quickly, as I mentioned, I have not done a review for the past two NXT and uh, AEW Dynamite shows. And I want to give a quick recap on both shows have been good. Um, I like what they're doing with Cody and the TNT Championship. He had his first title defense against Jungle Boy, who did win a Battle Royal the week before. And they had a match in the main event of Dynamite, which was really good. 
you know, Cody, you know, sometimes it can be a little confusing because you got a baby face taking on a baby face. And it's kind of like Cody's kind of healing it up a little bit in the match. It could be a little confusing, I guess. But at the same time, you know, obviously Cody is one of the most over baby faces in the company. I think Jungle Boy is great. I've had the pleasure of seeing Jungle Boy live a couple times at, you know, my show Bar Wrestling. I've met him a couple times. You know, he's a great talent. He's up and coming. I think he could be a big star. You know, Cody is obviously one of their best. So, you know, this was a good match, man. This was a match of, you know, obviously... You know, third generation versus when you think about it, you know, because, you know, Jungle Boy was the son of Luke Perry, who was obviously a beloved actor. So, you know, you got two two wrestlers here, man, that had that both their dads were, you know, they were legends, you know, was Luke Perry a legend? Some people would say he was, you know, I mean, come on, that this guy was eye candy for a lot of girls back in the day, you know, and he was a damn good actor, man. Well-respected, as, you know, Dusty Rhodes was obviously well-respected for being in the business and all the years he was there and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people said, oh, he overbooked himself when he was in control. I mean, in the ring, the guy was phenomenal. You know what I mean? Phenomenal talent, great character, so over. A lot of people loved him. So this was a match that, you know, was very good. I thought this was a very good main event. I thought it was really intense i really enjoyed it and cody obviously got the win honestly after the match you know showing respect to jungle boy as well deserved i didn't think jungle boy was gonna win only because cody just won the title and i think eventually the jurassic express will be in line for the tag team championships the aw tag team championships i mean i know we got best friends taking on of course kenny omega and adam uh hangman adam page but i think eventually we will see of course the Jurassic Express back in the tag team title picture. Were they in the tag team title picture already? I think they might they might have challenged already. I'm not too sure. But obviously, AEW's tag team division is stacked. Especially now with the arrival of the former Revival, FTR, who made, the, who made their debut, of course, saving the Young Bucks after they were attacked from Butcher and the Blade. They had that epic stare down because this is the match that everybody's been wanting for a long time. You know, the Revival, now known as FTR, which I believe stands for F the Rest. You know, a lot of people kind of don't like the name. Personally, I think, you know, eventually, you know, if you give it time, maybe it could get over. Can't really think of anything else you can call Scott Dawson or, you know, Dash Wilder. I kind of forgot their new names that they're going by. Um, I know it's Dax, what is it, Dax Harwood? Something like that. You know what? Let me look that up real quick, guys, because I don't want to get it confused. Um, with that being said, I think, obviously, the Revival are going to be a great addition to the tag team division for AEW. And I think I have the name right here, guys. And they were actually interviewed tonight. They actually had a – well, you know, tonight. I mean, a couple of days ago for Dynamite. They were actually interviewed um, by, I believe, was it Alex Marvez or was it Tony Schiavone? God, that was only a week ago. Let me see. Dax Harwood. Okay, so Dax Harwood is actually formally... Okay, so the sit-down was with FTR. It was with Tony Schiavone. I thought it was with Alex Marvez. But it was basically... 
you have Dax Harwood, who I'm trying to see which one he actually is. Okay, so Dax Harwood was form was formerly uh, Scott Dawson, which means that the other member was is a uh, Cash Wheeler, which was formerly Dash Wilder. So obviously these guys got new names. Um, they're a great team. I was never the biggest Revival fan, but I can appreciate what they did. Obviously, they were a top tag team in NXT, and, and when they got to the main roster, unfortunately, when they got to the main roster, they didn't really get that much. They really weren't given a chance to do much. I think a lot of people were having, you know, were having a beautiful vision with them teaming up, teaming up with Randy Orton and becoming like a legit stable. They did a couple. They did a couple things with Randy. When Orton was feuding with Kofi Kingston for the, you know, WWE Championship, you know, late last year. And as a matter of fact, I actually seen a report that, you know, Randy Orton actually tried to get, you know, them to continue it. But for whatever reason, and I haven't really read up on it, but for whatever reason, management, I guess, didn't like the idea. I mean, I, I saw like a little article about it, but I really didn't take the time to read it because I felt like I had already heard about it like the reason that I think they didn't want to do it or Vince didn't want to do it was because you know he was already he was already you know thinking about that whole like just comedy gimmick for the revival which you know respect to those guys because they were all about doing it you know they wanted to fulfill their contract obligations for a while they were still going to be on you know in the WWE but that was just a weird idea. I have no idea what Vince, you know, thought about it. Could they have pulled it off? I'm sure they could have. <laughs> a lot of people don't think they're charismatic, but I think, you know, they could have pulled it off. You never know. But, um, you know, this sit-down interview, I'll get to this. This, this sit-down interview I thought was great. They were taking shots at other tag teams. You know, they didn't call the Young Book match a dream match, kind of insinuating that, you know, they feel that they can beat any tag team in AEW. So it's going to be interesting to see. So I like this. You know, you had the Butcher and the Blade kind of getting involved. So this will obviously lead to a match which which is official and it will be taking place next week on Dynamite. Um, FTR taking on Butcher and the Blade. Debut match for FTR on Dynamite should be a lot of fun. Um, another guy that's made his debut for Dynamite is Brian Cage, obviously the machine, now of course managed by the human suplex machine Taz, ECW original Taz, um, li I like the pairing, you know, this is obviously AEW's version of uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, and that's no, you know, that's not me trying to compare the two because, oh yeah, you know, he's big or he's this and that, you know, a lot of people, well, I mean, well you know what guys, I sound a little dumb right there. A lot of people, I'm sure, are comparing it for that specific reason. Even though I think, you know, Cage and Brock are two different athletes, but still, obviously two different wrestlers. But still, you know, I like Cage. I mean, I know my, I know my buddy George, shout out to George. You know, he's not really a Cage, a Cage fan for, you know, fan interaction reasons. You know, I can attest to that because as I've told you guys on the show, you know, I've had my own. I've met Cage several times at bar. I've seen him live several times. You know, but I was, but you know, yeah, the guy's personality, you know, put that to the side in the ring, the guy's phenomenal. And I like what he does in the ring. I think he's a great addition to the roster. Um, it's a little, 
it's going to be a little tough to like book him, you know, this early challenging for the world championship, you know, big platinum against the world champion of AEW, John Moxley. Um, not saying the match is going to be bad. I think the match is going to be good, but I just feel like, you know, they might be booking themselves into another corner because Moxley beat Brody Lee at double or nothing too. They they protected Brody Lee, you know, because he never gave up. He never submitted. He was just was choked out. So they protected Brody Lee, and it seems like Brody Lee is going to be tried taking Cocobana under his wing. And Cocobana actually wrestled Chris Jericho tonight for the first time ever, which was a pretty pretty damn good match. But you know, Cage obviously this week and the week before had two squash matches. Um. Moxley was on commentary the week before. Moxley came out and erupted Taz and Brian Cage because Taz was cut, was cutting a promo, was basically saying that Moxley was laughing, was laughing at Cage, kind of laughing the challenge off. Moxley, of course, came out, but like I said, AEW might be booking themselves into a corner because you're you're, you're obviously not going to take the belt off. Now they could very well do that. You know, wrestling sometimes you know they surprise you. They could be doing that. Maybe Cage can win the world championship. But then again, I'm like, you know, you, you don't want to take it off Mox yet. Moxley's the kind of guy where he can hold the title. And you can give him... Sorry, guys, I was yawning. <laughs> you can give him a lengthy run. Now, how do they do this match at Fighter Fest? Is it too soon? Yes. And maybe Tony Khan and Cody backstage probably think that. But I'm pretty sure they have an ace up their sleeve, and they think they. And I'm pretty sure they know how to do it. You know, how are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do both guys beat the hell out of each other, and you know, are just unable to continue? That's smart. Is Darby Allen, who obviously was supposed to be Taz's, well, Taz tried to recruit him, but obviously it didn't happen because Brian Cage, you know, came into the mix. You know, Brian Cage got involved. You know, when he, you know, obviously became Taz's new assistant. I'm assuming. And they might be continuing it. Darby Allen did have a little brief promo, but he didn't really say much. Other than he was going to make Brian Cage pay, I guess. So it's possible Darby can actually screw Cage out of the world title. Um, but in reality, we'll see, man. But anyways, let me get to the Cage stuff. So Cage came out. He had another squash match. Completely destroyed the guy. Obviously, you know, he did use a buckle bomb. And, you know, there are reports that the buckle bomb has been banned. And I will be getting into the Nia Jack situation involving Kyrie Sane. As well as the Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, angle that they did this uh, last week on SmackDown. So I will be talking about that. Those are two, uh, you know, t topics that are going to be coming up. Um, personally, you know, I like what they're doing with Cage. Um, I like, you know, yeah, it's always if 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 done right, a squash match can always be entertaining, even if it's for a second. Because it gets the guy over, and, and you know, hey man, just don't have another James Ellsworth situation. I mean, come on, James Ellsworth unexpectedly got real over, you know, when he got squashed by Braun Strowman. Ended up being in the WWE for a little while, for about a year. Was it a year? Was it two and a half years? I think it was a year. Anyways, so like I said, Moxley, who of course, you know, according to Taz, was, and obviously Moxley was laughing Moxley came out, and he basically cut a good promo. He was saying that, you know, basically Cage is going to be a hell of a challenge, and he likes that, but Cage is going to have to, you know, try all night long to take the belt off of Moxley. So this match is going to be, you know, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be physical. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a fresh matchup. 
As far as I know, these guys have never met in any other federation. So this is going to be a good match. Not even on the indies. I don't think they've met. So this should be good. Moxley and Cage probably met each other a couple times. Or maybe this is the first time they're really getting to know each other. Maybe they've seen each other. They're familiar with each other's work. Or they probably met at a show or seen each other at a show. But they never really met until now. It's, it's exciting. It could be a fun match. As far as, you know, what they do. You know, what AEW does, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But it should be a fun match, nonetheless. Uh, something else that happened on Dynamite Man that I want to get into. Uh, so basically, like I said, Chris Jericho and uh, Colt Cabana had a match. You know, Jericho got the win, of course. Um, the week before, uh, obviously, you know, we had the big Jericho and Mike Tyson brawl. A lot of people are, are calling it the Stone Cold you know, they're, they're calling it AEW's version of Stone Cold and Mike Tyson, which was a famous segment from back in the 90s. Obviously, back in the Attitude Era moments, a famous segment, a segment that a lot of people remember really well. Um, I was entertained by it, but I understand, yeah, it was, you know, kind of from back then. I know Chris Jericho basically, you know, talked about it and stuff like that. Um, but I was entertained by it. Was it kind of a rib from back in the day? Yeah, it was. But you know what? It was entertaining. I still think it was entertaining. A lot of people probably did not like it. Personally, I didn't like it or not like it. I was entertained by it, you know, <laughs> if that makes sense. I thought it was great. I think Jericho is obviously one of the best, and I think this might lead to a match with him and Tyson eventually. You never know. Can Mike Tyson still do it? Can he actually wrestle? You know, no idea. Could he still knock you out? You better believe it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he could. I would not want to test Mike Tyson. He'll probably take my ear off. <laughs> but anyways, before all that, the week before, Jericho had a backstage interview. He was interrupted by Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and events would later happen in the Inner Circle party that they were having, which, by the way, featured Vicky Guerrero, who I, I don't know if she signed officially with Dynamite, but I know she's been in the crowd you know, the past couple of weeks, she was on a she was a special commentator on AW Dark months before. If you guys remember, WWE supposedly banned Vicky Guerrero, and now they officially banned her again because you know she's been seen on AW television and all that stuff, and she was a cheerleader, <laughs> um, which was entertaining. Vicky Guerrero, I had the pleasure of meeting her years ago. I met Shaw Guerrero last year. I met Chavo last year at Wild, at the Wild Tapings. So I've met three members of the Guerrero family. You know, obviously, except, of course, you know, I didn't get to meet Eddie. But I still got to meet three beautiful members of the legendary Guerrero family. So shout out to them. But Jericho was doing an interview the week before last week. And he got interrupted by Orange Cassidy. Obviously, tonight on Dynamite, Jericho was calling out Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson last week said the next time he sees Jericho, he's going to get his ass knocked out, his ass kicked. Mike Tyson came, Mike Tyson did not come out. Orange Cassidy came out, and he actually put Jericho's hands in Jericho's own pants and his belt. And this might lead to a match with Jericho and Orange Cassidy. And I think, look, Orange Cassidy has one of the best gimmicks in the business. And when when fan, when actual crowds come back, could you imagine how over he's going to be again? I've had the pleasure of, to meet Orange Cassidy. I've seen him live a couple times at bar. You know, the guy is very talented, man. And the gimmick's really over. I really enjoy the gimmick. And uh, besides that, you know, the, the dude kills it in the ring. The guy's an amazing wrestler. 
can get really in the air when he does like a senton over the top rope or like a, you know, or like a suicide dive or whatever he does with his hands in his pockets. The guy's great. So can you imagine him and Jericho? One of the goats, him and Jericho one-on-one. -on -one. I think that could be really fun. Will it happen at Fighter Fest? Will we get maybe a tag between Orange Cassidy and Mike Tyson against Jericho and maybe Sammy Guevara? Hey, we'll have to wait and see. But that was really entertaining, guys. And also, just to finish up uh, AEW from this week and the week before, we had a segment where Matt Hardy actually was backstage with Private Party. Matt Hardy actually, you know, now his gimmick in AEW is he gets to change from personalities, which I like. And obviously he went out to private party to check on them because the previous week, um, a member of private party, I don't think it was Mark Quinn, I think it was probably uh, Isaiah Cassidy, hurt his leg in the match. Matt Hardy was, you know, basically in his old Hardy boy, you know, black shirt, black pants, was checking on him. He wasn't broken. He wasn't Damiscus. He wasn't version one. V1, nah. You know, he was just... You know, Matt Hardy from the last time we seen him in WWE when he was wearing the black shirt again. You know, the Hardy Boys look. Of course, you know, Hardy offered to help him out. You know, didn't say his brother by name because, you know, obviously they can't do that. But he basically said how when they were younger, guys, you know, obviously helped them out back in the day when they were a young team. And he wants to do the same for Private Party, who's a great tag team, by the way. So this was entertaining. And then we've seen Matt Hardy literally run by Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is now rocking that scooter, which was a gift to him in that inner circle party. Before it got interrupted by Tyson. And we got the big brawl where Jericho pushed Tyson. And we got that huge fight. Everybody and their mothers were involved. It was entertaining stuff, guys. But like I said, you know, we had this little segment with Hardy and Guevara. Maybe this will lead to a match between the two, a rematch. Because we already saw them one-on-one. -on -one, but maybe now Matt Hardy is Hardy Boy's version. You know, we'll have to wait and see, guys. And let's talk about NXT now, guys. NXT, um, the week before, I thought was a great show. Um, obviously, the build for TakeOver In Your House has been good. I think I think the build between you know, Gargano and Keith Lee has been really fun. But now you're adding Mia Yim and Candice LeRae into the mix. I think that's really entertaining. Obviously, one of the matches I'm really looking forward to tomorrow is obviously... My boy Killer Cross, Karrion Cross taking on Tommaso Ciampa. This is going to be a great match. Um, the week before, we had, of course, Killer Cross um, come on the Titan Tron after Ciampa defeated Leon Ruff, who has been seen several times already, who I like. The guy reminds me a lot of Leo Rush, just by the way he sells and stuff like that, and how athletic he is. The guy seems very talented. I always give him credit for that time he took that black mask from Aleister Black. He sold that beautifully, man. Beautiful sell. Shout out to him on that one and that, and Mr. Aleister Black, man. So this was, um, you know, Gargano, or not, not Gargano, Ciampa, you know, getting the win. Cross came on the Titan Tron, and, you know, the word for this match has been called special. You're damn right it's going to be special. This was a great you know, a little interaction from Cross and Ciampa. Scarlet, of course, was just watching Tommaso Ciampa, you know, win the match. Destroyed Leon Ruff really quick. Scarlet looking beautiful as always. I really love what she's been doing too. You know, this is the first time since Impact she's been signed. And I know people are saying Impact's not major anymore. It's never even been major. But, you know, she's been on camera before. I've had the pleasure of meeting Scarlet several times. And the gimmick that she's doing now, the more darker gimmick, I love personally. I know my boy JD from NYC206, who 
you know, had quite a little interesting <laughs> time with Alexa Bliss. Um, he said he felt that she was a little too, um, just a, a little too pr pretty for the role. I respectfully disagree. I think, you know, this is a darker role for her, and I think she's been doing a phenomenal job. Her and Cross together, it's a package deal. That's why I think, you know, respectfully, yeah, they want to have their own careers, but they're a package deal. And, you know, it's got to be great, man. You're, you know, you're you're getting to work with your girl, man, you know, just like Tessa and Daga. You know what I mean? Just like all the relationships over the years, you know, wrestling doesn't always hurt relationships. You know, work doesn't always hurt relationships. And, yeah, we, we may not know what they go through outside of the ring, but definitely it's great to see them working together. And tonight on on uh, Dynamite we had we had a nice little promo from um oh my god did I say Dynamite guys I'm sorry about that tonight on NXT we had a nice little promo from Cross well a little video package where Cross and Champa were obviously again the build continues Champa was speaking on it I really like what he what he was doing um later in the show we had a match between Cameron Grimes and Bronson Reed Grimes got the win formerly Trevor Lee I call him Trevor Lee. After the match, Bronson Bronson Reed was Doomsday Saito suplexed by Killer Cross, who was behind him. Uh, while he's behind uh, Cameron Grimes, Grimes got out the ring, of course. He's like, fuck this. I don't want to deal with this psychopath. Uh, Cross picked up Bronson Reed. Fucking Saito suplexed him to hell and basically said, Champa, you know, you're going to find out what's special. And then Champa before was saying... There's special, and then there's Tommaso Ciampa. So this was a great continuation to the build. This is going to be one of my favorite matches. I have a feeling tomorrow it's going to be so lit. It's going to be great. The show kicked off, of course, with, of course, Mia Yim taking on Candice LeRae, which ended basically with, you know, a count out. Other female superstars got involved, like, you know, Dakota Kai, Ra Ra Raquel Gonzalez, Shotzi Blackheart, um, Tegan Knox getting involved and this will actually be a six women tag at takeover in your house tomorrow night of course candace loray the heels teaming up with dakota kai and uh, reina gonzalez or raquel gonzalez whatever you want to call her she was reina before now she's raquel taking on of course shotzi the babyface team shotzi mia yim and um tegan knox so this should be a fun match i think all six women are very talented this should be fun um, this match between Candice and Mia, if given more time, could have been, could have been a good match. But mainly, this was this was to set up a mixed tag team match, which I don't know why they did on the same night. If it were me, I would have booked it the next week. Even though we got you know Gargano taking on Keith Lee, and who knows, maybe after this they're gonna move Keith Lee to the main roster. There's been rumors, maybe he'll stay and challenge. Well, you know what? I guess I might as well just predict predict that match right now, guys. I'm predicting a new champion. At tomorrow at TakeOver. For the first time, we're getting Johnny taking on Keith Lee. This will be a fucking amazing, you know, five-star classic in my mind. I think these guys, obviously, we, we've seen what they've done in the past. Johnny, of course, is one of the best wrestlers currently in the world. Especially in WWE and the NXT brand. Keith Lee's phenomenal. Keith Lee's a great talent. Keith Lee, ever since he, you know, came to the WWE, has always just been very, very entertaining he's a great wrestler he's a great charismatic individual he's had great matches in nxt had some great matches with you know dijakovic of course had great matches against the undisputed era he's had good matches with you know mainly roderick strong 
Johnny Gargano, of course, is phenomenal. He's had great matches with Ciampa, Adam Cole, Andrade, Cien Almas at the time. You know, just these guys are just two of the best. But I am going to be picking Johnny Gargano for this match only because I do believe the new heel turn, you know, the fresh heel turn with Johnny giving him a chance at the, you know, North American title again. I believe that's going to happen. Keith Lee could retain. I could be very wrong. But I think Keith Lee might be going to the main roster or he might be challenging for the world championship next. We'll see. But either way, I'm going to go with Johnny. Anyways, this led to a mixed tag after Johnny came out, of course, you know, bragging and whatever. And then Keith Lee came out and this led to a match, which, of course, Johnny got the win. Him and Candice got the win after the match. He had Keith Lee's belt. And it, we thought I thought he was in a sill, which, which would have been entertaining. But he basically just put it on the floor, which had the takeover in your house logo. So that's that. And obviously, you know, throughout the night, we've seen um, like short video packages of the two, you know, of two other championship matches. Obviously, the world champ, the NXT world title match between Velveteen Dream challenging Adam Cole in a backlot brawl, the first of its kind. You know, this was beautifully shot. And then there was one, of course, for the women, for the, you know, NXT Women's Championship between Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Neil Shirai. I thought both of these packages were great. We've seen the Undisputed Era at, a, you know, at some, like, restaurant talking. It was phenomenal. We saw, like, three, like, you know, background stories and also, like, current, you know, just training stuff from, you know, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Great stuff as well. You see Neil Shirai, you know, when she was winning championships, and you've seen people put her over. Rhea Ripley talked about how she had a great year, 2019. She wants to have a good one this year. Shara Flair, um, you know, obviously coming back to NXT, which a lot of people do not like. Personally, I don't like it neither because we see Shara Flair so much. But I never thought her coming to NXT was bad. I just think the way that they're booking it. But at the same time, you know, we'll have to wait and see, you know, what happens with this match as well. But I thought both of these were both of these were beautifully done, and then of course the main event, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship continues. Well, the tournament continues. This was the finals. Um, El Hijo del Fantasma taking on Drake Maverick. Obviously, Drake Maverick. You know, we thought he was going to be fired. You know, if he loses the match, and that's it for him. Well, it was it was going to be it regardless. But a lot of people were not a fan. I think of Drake Maverick winning. I know my boy JD from NY two hundred six. And I call him my boy because, you know, the guy's fucking phenomenal. Did not like it, even though he felt really bad for Drake Maverick's real personal life firing, his reaction to really getting fired. But he did not like the idea of him winning. But the match was good. The match was great. Drake Maverick is a great wrestler. Maybe not the best, but he's a great wrestler. Maybe he's a comedy guy, but he's one of those guys that's really reliable. He'll do whatever the company asks him to do. And nine times out of ten, he'll nail it. And Phantasma, I haven't seen much of him outside of what he's been doing in NXT. And I can tell you right off the bat, the guy's very fun. the guy's very talented, you know. And he won the match, you know. He won the match. We had those, you know, the luchadors, you know, those masked wrestlers coming out who have been attacking people for months. We've seen them attack Joaquin Wild. Haven't seen them since. They recently attacked, you know. Well, first they attacked Raúl Mendoza. Then they attacked Joaquin Wild. Recently, they attacked um, Tazawa. They've tried attacking Phantasma a couple times. Don't really know what happened there, but they never got him. But ultimately, I think he's going to be the leader. I was a little surprised that they didn't really farm with him tonight because they did get involved in the match, and they tried to uh, you know, attack Maverick. Or they tried to attack Phantasma first, so I don't know. That was a little weird to me. But Phantasma got the win. 
you know, he is your new champion. I, I, I do believe eventually he will be aligned with him, but for whatever reason, they didn't do it now. No idea why. But Drake Maverick obviously lost. A lot of people felt bad for him. After the match, he walked up to the ramp and he was given a contract. So he is going to be back with WWE. You know, are they going to be bringing anyone else back? I know Leo Rush was not too happy about it. Um, Had some words to say about it on Twitter. I mean, look, you, you feel for the guy sometimes. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I mean, you know, why Drake Maverick? I have no idea, but, you know, good for him. I do hope the other people get to come back because I can see how they would think that it's BS. I guess maybe WWE was that touched about it. Maybe not everyone. I mean, a lot of people said, oh, well, them using, you know, Drake Maverick's real personal issue as kind of a storyline to bring him back is, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this is WWE. You know, they do things sometimes that you don't understand, that we don't understand. And with that, I'll get into the whole Jeff Hardy situation. Obviously, the current storyline with Jeff Hardy with Sheamus took a, took a deep turn this past uh, last week, actually, on SmackDown, which kicked off with an angle where Jeff Hardy apparently was framed for allegedly running over Elias. The cops found his car. They saw his picture. They seen alcohol. Obviously, this was a frame angle. I could smell it a mile away. Um, Jeff Hardy, of course, was going to be taken to jail. He seen Elias on the stretcher. Renee Young was there. Braun Strowman was there. They were talking about the situation. Um, and obviously, I knew from the bat. I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be Sheamus, you know. And obviously, Jeff Hardy was supposed to regal, a uh, regal wrestle um, Elias that night, which would have been a fresh matchup. But obviously didn't get to happen. And, you know, or I'm sorry, was he supposed to wrestle Elias? No, 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 no. Jeff Hardy was supposed to wrestle Daniel Bryan. And Elias was supposed to wrestle AJ Styles. Okay, guys, my bad. I had it mixed up. But basically there was a backstage segment where Adam Pearce, who I guess is the, I guess, authority figure on television. He's not the general manager. But Adam Pierce was talking about it. Styles wanted a free buy-in because you know he got the you know he got he won his match. He wanted a free buy to the finals. He got it. Daniel Bryan could have taken it, but Daniel Bryan was like, "I want to work for it." So we had a battle royal, which was ultimately won, of course, by Sheamus. So obviously, you know, this was uh, leads up for Sheamus and um, Daniel Bryan, which was a good match. You know, how do I feel about the Hardy angle? Um, of course, this, is, this was last week on SmackDown. I felt like the Hardy angle was... I can understand why people are... You know, why people... You know what, guys? Did I talk about this already? Man, I'm telling you guys. I've been so, like, just so caught up in all this drama. I don't even remember what I talked about. But I'll talk about it again. I don't mind, guys. I love doing this for you guys. You know, I'm doing this for myself, too. Just trying to learn. Um, This angle, you know, I can see people's you know, view on it, I can see how people don't like it, I can see how people find it offensive. Personally, I look at it this way, Jeff Hardy either gave his blessing for it, and he was like, let's do it, or maybe Jeff Hardy fought them on it, I have no idea, or maybe WWE was like, look, if you don't want to do this, we understand, and maybe Jeff Hardy was saying, you know what, no, I want to do this, because I'm above this now, I'm a bigger person, I want to do this, because, you know, I want to, if it's going to, look, if it's going to be entertaining for the fans and entertaining for us, let's do it. But at the same time, you know, they had to have known that this was going to kind of be a little controversial and it was going to be a tough, you know, tough storyline. But either way, like I said, as long as Jeff Hardy gave, 
you know, his consent and he was like, let's do it. Maybe he didn't have a choice. Maybe he did. I like to think that maybe Jeff Hardy did have a choice, you know. But this past week on SmackDown, actually last night, Jeff Hardy came out. Jeff Hardy talked about the situation. Um, he mentioned how, of course, you know, he saw the footage and he basically said it was Sheamus that did what he did. Sheamus came out, completely denied it, called Jeff Hardy a junkie. This led to a fight on stage. Sheamus took out Jeff Hardy with a beautiful looking bro kick. That was it. Sheamus is a great heel, man. I'm not going to lie. Sheamus is a pretty damn good heel. And Jeff Hardy is obviously one of the best. Jeff Hardy, you know, shout out to him. You know, sometimes I still can't believe I got to meet him. That was literally one of the biggest wrestlers that I've, that I've met. You know, of course, no disrespect to my favorite Tessa Blanchard. You know, just saying, guys. But Jeff Hardy is obviously, you know, one of the biggest names I've ever met next to Lita. You know what I mean? So Jeff Hardy, you know... It's actually official now. At Backlash, Jeff Hardy taking on Sheamus, which I think should be a great matchup because they had a good match a couple weeks ago back on SmackDown, so this should be good. Should have been a little bit of a stipulation, like maybe imagine a first blood match, even though they don't do blood no more. Or maybe, you know, maybe we can get something with the stipulation this time. You know, it doesn't need one, but, you know, it would just figure. Maybe this will there'll, there'll be another match after this, and it'll be like a steel cage match or something. You know, you never know. Um. So continuing the night, um... Obviously, we had Sony Deville, who actually, with this whole Otis and Mandy storyline, Sony Deville is actually the only one that's been getting a push, which is which is kind of funny. And I think she's been doing really good. I think she's been doing really, really good. She wrestled Lacey Evans. Ultimately, she didn't win because Lacey hit her with the woman's right after she was distracted by Mandy Rose. This was not a bad match. Lacey Evans got to, you know, she had a beautiful looking moonsault. A lot of people said it was better than Char Flair. That's what JD said. <laughs> um, and we had a nice segment between AJ and uh, Daniel Bryan, which led to a match between AJ Styles and Drew Gulak. AJ, from what I understand, Styles and Daniel Bryan's match was phenomenal because it was already filmed. It was no pun intended, no pun intended, very phenomenal. And that doesn't surprise me. You know, my buddy George said it right, man. AJ and Daniel Bryan never disappoint. As far as who wins it, I think you give it to either guy, it's going to be good. You know, AJ Styles, yeah, because he's never won the championship before. And, you know, JD from MY206, you know, had a great had a great storyline for it. When Matt Riddle comes, man, because Matt Riddle's going to be coming, man, and Matt Riddle's going to be a great talent to the brand. Matt Riddle's already a big star in NXT. Just imagine how bigger he can potentially become if booked right in, you know, the WWE here on SmackDown. Well, he was already in WWE with NXT, but like here on, you know, SmackDown. Imagine him and AJ for the Intercontinental Championship. Should be really fun. And of course, the main event was the Women's Tag Team Championships. Bailey and Sasha winning the titles back, you know, after a long time, winning them again from Nikki Cross and Bailey. Not really sure why they're doing this, but I understand why. I, I believe you can build Bailey and Sasha Banks in a different direction, but I get it. This is going to cause, you know, the build for them. They could be dropping these belts next week. Maybe one of them turns on the other, but we'll see. All right, guys, I am almost out of time. I do want to talk real quick about my predictions for TakeOver tomorrow. Uh, number one, like I said, I already am picking Johnny Gargano to become the new uh, North American champion. Damian Priest and Finn Balor. I'm going to go with Finn Balor only because I feel like Finn is on a roll. 
Um, it could suck for Damian Priest because Damian Priest hasn't really got any major wins. The last time we've seen him in a major match was for the North American title against actually Keith Lee, and he lost. But I got to go with Finn because I feel like Finn can eventually, maybe Finn will challenge Johnny Gargano for the North American title again. Or maybe we're still, we're still going to get Finn versus Walter. Or you know what? Maybe Walter or maybe somebody distracts Finn and Damian Priest gets the win. But either way, I'm going to pick Finn Balor. Um, go with Finn Balor. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship Triple Threat match. Uh, honestly, either Charlotte Flair, you know, loses it to either Rhea Ripley or Io Shirai. I think would be good. I think Charlotte Flair needs to be on the main roster only because we're seeing too much of her. I think NXT, you know, needs a fresh face to hold the title for a long time and elevate it more. And I think that could be, you know. Rhea Ripley, who didn't really get a long run last time. Or maybe Io Shirai, who should have won the championship a long time ago because she's one of the best that they have. So I'm going to go with either Rhea or Io Shirai. Should be a fun match. Karrion uh, Cross and Tommaso Ciampa, man, this is going to be... This is a dream match for me, man. I think, obviously, Killer Cross is going to get the win because I do believe Ciampa will be on his way to the main roster. Ciampa's done it all in NXT. This should be a very hard, hard-hitting match, but ultimately I do see, you know, Killer Cross winning it. And obviously Adam Cole taking on, of course, Velveteen Dream. I'm going to go with Adam Cole because there are rumors of the Velveteen Dream going, going to the main roster as well. So personally, I am going to go with Mr. Adam Cole. I think every match from top to bottom, guys, is going to be phenomenal. This is going to be a great takeover. And the old, the old set could, possi could possibly be coming back in your house. I'm very excited. And there's actually a, a YouTube video, guys, of uh, – let me have his name right here. There actually is a YouTube video that – it's on WWE's personal YouTube channel where – legendary i remember this guy talking man always gets you hyped up todd pattengill you know previewing nxt takeover which i will be playing for you guys really quick let me go ahead and play that really fast guys check this out hey everybody this is todd pettengill and we are just days away from having a house party that would make kid and play jealous this sunday as the doors to our house remain temporarily closed, the superstars of NXT take over your house with an event 25 years in the making. Will Tommaso Ciampa be able to evict Karrion Cross? Can Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai dethrone the queen? And with all the lights turned on, the spotlight shines on an undisputed dream in the first ever NXT Backlot Brawl. All these and more knocking on the door Sunday as we take over in your house. Man, guys, how, how awesome was that? All right, guys, and finally, before I get out of here, I want to, because I have one more minute, Um, the whole Nia Jax and Kyrie Sane situation, very scary for Kyrie. Nia Jax needs to seriously, seriously be punished for this, only because I feel like she's been doing this so much. You cannot turn the cheek on this one. Nia Jax has to be responsible. And maybe she is backstage. I don't know. Maybe she is. People were saying she was laughing about it on Twitter. I haven't seen that because personally, I do not really view her Twitter page. But I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, you know, she needs to. And I'm sure she's apologized. Whether it was, you know, legit or not, I have no idea. 
but Kyrie Sane is an amazing athlete. I don't know why this match even took place. I get it. You're you're building towards her and Asuka, but it looked brutal and it looked unsafe. Um, if it was a work, I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. I probably would look at it differently, but I just feel like this match should have not happened. And ultimately, I hope Kyrie Sane is okay. I know a couple people are actually calling out Nia Jax on it, and they're actually not happy with her. There is an anonymous person. It might have been revealed already. I have no idea because I read this report like a day or two ago. There, where they think she'd be, she should be released. Um, I don't know if I would go that far, but I do think she needs to take action for it. I do think she needs to seriously, seriously work on herself. Seriously, be careful with it. And as far as WWE banning the Buckle Bomb, I don't know if it's going to be forever. I don't know if it's going to be for a while. Either way, I do truly think that it is for the best because it's a move that is just kind of getting out of hand. But at the same time, I believe, you know, if you because look, there's people that can do it perfectly. And, you know, is Seth Rollins one of them? Maybe not because I know people were saying he hurt Sting, you know, whatever. He hurt Finn Balor. But ultimately, I think if done right, it could be pulled off. But I understand why they're doing it. I agree with them doing it for right now because it's going to get a bad image that WWE already kind of has for certain stuff. But either way, I do believe Nia Jax needs to be, you know, she needs to take, there needs to be action taken on her for this. She needs to seriously be sat down and talk about this. And for all I know, they've already done it. But either way, guys, hopefully Kyrie Sane is okay. Hopefully, you know, Nia Jax learns from this, but ultimately I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's no secret when Nia Jax said those things about Killer Cross, you know, months ago, I did not like it because I felt bad for the guy because the guy was just literally answering a question and she comes out of nowhere. But there's, there's no need for me to get on on that, guys. It's already done. Killer Cross handled it in, in the best way he could. Doesn't probably think about it at all. So, you know, there's no reason for me to. But either ways, guys, I am going to be getting out of here, guys. Um, I wanted to come on here because I haven't did a video in almost two weeks, it feels like. So I just want to tell you guys, thank you guys for watching, for listening. You guys are amazing. Have a safe, safe weekend. Be safe, guys. A lot of crazy shit happening. If you're Again, if you're going to riot, guys, or if you're going to protest, just do it smart. Be safe, guys. Treat everyone equal. Be nice to everyone. And most of all, guys, love each other. Love each other as best as you can, even if it's hard. So with that being said, guys, and it shouldn't be hard to love someone. It should not be hard to love someone. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all God's children. We're all, you know, we're all equal. People don't see it that way sometimes, but we are all equal, guys. So with that being said, guys, I am going to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are incredible. I will be back tomorrow for sure with my NXT TakeOver In Your House review and recap once again guys peace out i will catch you guys tomorrow i will see you guys tomorrow right back here on anchor on another brand new episode of drew unscripted let's get it man peace